So this morning, I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> the worship was just phenomenal. Phenomenal. And, uh, and I could just feel the presence of the Lord. And it was really wild because there was a part, there was a moment when they were worshiping and they said, this is the moment things change. And it was at 11-11. <laughs> and for me, you know, I don't do the numbers thing often, but for the 11-11, that speaks volumes to me because it speaks about the resurrection. It speaks about the John 11-11. It speaks about when, when Jesus went and he said that I'm going to go wake my friend up. And he went, I'm going to go wake up my friend Lazarus. And they said, no, he's asleep. He said, but he's not the sleep that you think he is. And then Jesus responds, I know. I'm about to go. And I'm, he's gonna, I'm paraphrasing right now, but I'm going to go bring life to the dead things. And uh, I'm just going to be transparent this morning because, man, I'm a mess with the Lord. I really am. Father, you're so good. <laughs> I'm not, and I, I've never been a crier, guys. I'm telling you, man. I've never been, I've always been the, like, man, you don't cry. Thank you for your presence. And I'm not going to rush, Holy Spirit. I'm not. I, I just, I'm just, whatever you want to do, God. Whatever you want to do today. Father, whatever you have this morning, God. I say yes. We say yes this morning. Holy Spirit, have your way. There's definitely a shifting that's going on right now. This morning, um, I want to share something about... <laughs> if i got to give a title this morning, I'm going to call it Answering the Call. Answering the Call. And our key verse this morning is going to be out of Matthew 20. Verse 16. Um, you know, I remember, and I've shared this story before in the past, but I remember being in a meeting one time with Rick Joyner. And uh, Rick Joyner was, he was kind of sharing the stages of the walk and our journey with the Lord. And it really just kind of something that captured me, and, I, and it's always stayed with me. Um, and, uh, and I want to share with you guys because there's a lot of truth to it. It's about the seasons that we go through sometimes with the Lord. Um, as believers, this is what he said, as believers we go through certain stages in our walk with the Lord. And the first stage that we go through is the convert stage, right? It's where we, we get converted to the Lord and that we, we all know that stage. 
you know, and uh, I remember when, when, you know, when I got saved and, and, and I was, I was probably too young to even really, really understand the fullness of it, what, uh, what it was in my salvation, you know, because I got saved as a kid and I, I didn't really understand the fullness of it. It wasn't until I, maybe my early preteens that I began to get it, but we go through those seasons as a convert where we receive the Lord and then everything that we do is all about the zeal and the passion of the Lord. I remember I had a friend of mine that one time was, uh, he had got out of prison and he found the Lord in prison. And uh, everything he did was all about Jesus. Everything he said was, bro, you need to do this. You need to do that. You got to turn. You're going to burn. You're going to burn in hell. And, and it was this whole this just because he was so passionate about the things of the Lord and what he was doing, what he was saying was truth. But at that time, I didn't want to hear nothing about it. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew God, right? I knew God, but I didn't want to hear what he had to say. So we go through that convert stage where we've been converted and, and we want everybody to know what we found, right? So we tell everybody. And then we go through that stage where we're, we're uh, it's the servant stage where all we, we, all we want to do is, is, is serve. I've been in that stage. I've been in that season where, you know, everything I do is like, what, what can I do for you? How, how, I just want to serve. Whatever it is that you need, let me, be, let me just serve you. You know, you'll, you'll find that people in ministry, like, I don't want to do nothing. I just want to serve. Whatever. What, what can I do? I'll clean the toilets. I'll vacuum. I'll do Bible study. Whatever. I just want to serve. And that's the servant stage of our walk with the Lord. And we should always stay in that servant, in the servanthood of the Lord. And then we go through the discipleship stage, right? Where all we want to do is, is just be fed. This is a great stage. This is the this is the that's the season where where all you want you're watching YouTube, you're watching all the videos, you're in your word, and like every word that you read in the Bible is like fresh manna, fresh revelation. Like you're like, oh my God, I've read that for for years and I never got that. We're in that discipleship stage and we're just everything, we're just drinking and eating all the goodness of the Lord. You know that's, that's you're getting books, and so we go through that discipleship stage, and then we go through the stage where we go through being a friend of God, to being a friend of God, where we're no longer having a servant like a, a slave mentality, but we do things unto the Lord. We're, we're searching after the things of God, but there we know we, we, we are now the friends of God. We walk in the in the garden with the Lord and we're we're hand in hand with the Father and He shares the secrets with us. That's a great place to be. I want to be a friend of God. I want to be a friend of God. We're friends of God. And then we go, and I love how, how Rick Joyner said it. He said, then we go from being a friend of God to becoming the sons of God. 
Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. When I say becoming, we are all sons and daughters of God. But I'm saying to walk in the fullness of what it is to be a son. The sonship, meaning that we have full understanding and we're walking and living in a lifestyle of identity of who he is inside of us. That we're no longer... You know, the, even the mentality, the slave mentality, the orphan mentality, everything about what we, do, what we do and say is all the kingdom. Jesus walked and demonstrated the kingdom everywhere he went. You know, this morning, I wasn't walking kingdom this morning. I was having a bad morning. I had a bad morning this morning. And I told my wife, I said, man, I'm tired of this process. Tired of the process. Can I be real? You know, the things that, we, that I would do before, it's so difficult to do now. Can't even find a pair of shoes because I can't see. And it's a process. But the Lord is in the process. He's in the process. See, at 11-11, he said, this is the moment things change. And I believe that's a word from the body right now. God is shifting things on our behalf. And then Heather began to sing about restoration. God, we need restoration, God. We need healing, God. We need restoration in the body. We got a broken body. We need, we need to be healed and set free. We're not going to see revival until we can walk in unity. So the sons of God are those that that are walking hand in hand in their identity and who they are as sons and daughters. And Rick Joyner, he made a joke out of it, and he says, you know, the sons are those that you invite them to a backyard party, pool party, and they're walking on the water in the back, you know, because there's just so much glory on them. Come on, can you imagine? What if every one of us in this room was walking in that authority and that power Lord, find it in us, Lord. Manifest it, Lord. But neither of these things, like neither of these seasons or these stages represent the calling on your life. None of them do. They are simply the stepping stones of the journey that God has called you on in this season and in your life. <clears throat> in order for us to truly see ourselves function in the fullness of being sons of God, we must, we must know our identity. And I know this sounds like a broken record, but it is so foundational and so fundamental that we need to understand. You know, Doctors go to school for eight years to be able to call themselves a doctor. 
and they're confident in what they do because they've practiced and they've done it. And they are the doctor. You know, when you go into a doctor and you're about to have surgery, you're not going to go get a foot doctor to do heart surgery. And it's the same thing. If we know who we are as sons and daughters, we will walk boldly and confidently in the authority of what we're called to. <clears throat> we must grasp the understanding and live in that reality and walk boldly and confidently answering the call. What is a call? <laughs> so I'm going to give us four different calls of God. Four calls of God. Number one, it's the outward call. It's the outward call. That's the voice of the Lord crying out to the body, come home. That's the voice of the Lord saying, come home. And that's what happens every time the word is preached, every time you're evangelizing on the street. That's what happens when you're at work and you're telling your brothers and sisters, man, let me tell you about the goodness of God. Let me, let me, let me, let me tell you about what my God did. It's, it's the come home. It's the wooing. It's the, it's the outward call. It's the arrows of the Lord that are piercing the hearts of men. As those arrows go in, Holy Spirit now comes and He begins to convict. He convicts. He doesn't condemn. He convicts. You know, I remember being younger and being in church services where the evangelists, the visiting evangelists would come in and he would, man, he would pierce my heart. And I knew I was living bad. But he would say things and he would like, oh. And he would convict me. I'm like, man, oh gosh. That's the Holy Spirit. Things that we do that we know we shouldn't be doing. He comes to convict the lost souls. In Matthew 20, verse 16, God says this, For many are called, but few are chosen. The truth of this scripture is that few choose to be chosen. And I was pondering that. Many are called, but few are chosen. But we have the power to choose if we're chosen. To choose if we're chosen. You see, Saul, Saul of Taurus, heard, he heard this. He heard the outward call and said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. That's in Acts 26, 15. The second call 
is the inward call. This is a deeper call. Because see, the first call gets your attention. When the pastor, the preacher, the evangelist, you at work, at your workplace, you're releasing the arrows of the Lord. Holy Spirit comes to convict. He comes to convict. You see, that got their attention. But the second one is the outward, the inward, I'm sorry, the inward, and it brings adoration. It brings the adoration. The outward brings men to profession of Christ and the inward to the possession of Christ. The outward tells us who He is and the inward tells us who we are in Him. With the inward call, a heart is renewed and the will embraces Christ. Our will embraces Christ. You see, Paul uh, saw, which means this, and I, I didn't know this, and I thought this was really awesome. It means asked of God. It means asked of God. And then Saul became Paul, which, me, which means little. And when Paul answered, and all this happened when he answered the call. Because, see, there was, a, there was a call on Saul's life. There was a call on his life. He was chosen. But he chose not to follow the call. He chose not to. So, so, so. Saul, meaning asked of God, chosen of God, became Paul, little, when he answered the inward call. It was the deep call from the Lord. It was a deep call from the Lord. Acts 26, 16 says this. <clears throat> now get to your feet, for I have appeared to you to appoint you my servant and witness. Tell people that you have seen me. Tell them what I have, will show you in the future. Hmm. That's pretty awesome. Number three is the forward call. I'm giving us the four calls of God on our lives. The forward call is once a person has answered the outward call and obeyed, then he is ready to put his heart and his heart in, into action. His heart and his thoughts into action. So you see, it's one thing to tell the Lord something. It's one thing to tell the Lord, I'll go. And, and then it's another to actually do it. I know that we know the scripture. Is go to all the nations. He says, go ye to the nations and preach the gospel. Some of us have a hard time going to our backyard. 
Some of us can't walk outside to the square here in Bryan because it, it's out of our comfort zone. This is the forward call. God is calling us to the yes. He's calling us to the go. Amen? You know, <clears throat> In 2013, I know I'm, some of you might have heard this, this encounter. I've shared it maybe like six times in my life. And I once I shared here. But in 2013, I remember, no, 2012, I'm sorry. 2012, I remember sitting in my living room. And I was, it was New Year's Eve. And I share this story because yesterday... My heart was was broken to hear that one of one of uh, one of our generals graduated to be with the Lord, Reinhard Bonnke. And and for me, you guys, you know, I'm not I'm not a fanboy or, but I just had so much honor for this man. And I asked the Lord, I was like, Lord, if I if I would ever be able to grab a piece of what He has got. Man, I would, I would be so blessed to be able to be even in the same room with him. And all my life, like all my my Christian life, I wanted to just be able to gleam. Listen, it's over 87 million salvations. The Lord, miracles. I mean, by the millions. You want to talk about saying yes to God. And I remember in 2012, it was New Year's Eve, and people that I knew were out there, they were partying and they were drinking and they were doing stuff, and me and my family, and I sat home and I'm watching television on God TV. And uh, Reinhard Bonnke was on God TV and it was Reinhard Bonnke and some other ministers. but And we worshiped with them on New Year's Eve. We're worshiped with them on TV. And we're like, you know, we had we, we had an awesome time with the Lord. And I remember crying there. And I, my wife was with me. And I said, man, if I could just be in that room. And I, I'm, I get emotional about this because it, it, it's very dear to me what I'm sharing here. I said, if I could just be in that room. Man, that's all I would want, like like right now, right? I mean, just to, to be able to glean, to be able to, to receive, you know, not, not that he's anything special. Like, I mean, he, he's, a, he's a man of God, just like you and I. But there's a cost. There is a cost. People traveled from all over to go see where Jesus was at. And I said, if I could just be in that room. And then I remember saying, man, that would have to be God. Because back then I was living in San Antonio, Texas. Um, I had never been out of the state. I was a youth pastor at that time. And uh, I didn't see myself doing anything other than that. And uh, then six months later, the Lord comes and he, he calls me. He calls my family. He says, will you go? And we picked up our family and we left everything we knew. 
Everything that we knew, everything we had, we left it. Y'all know, some of y'all know the story. I won't go into all of it. So on the way to, to this place, we get a call from one of the places that was, that was hosting the event that I saw Reinhard Bonnke in a year before. And they said, hey, listen, we heard that you guys are coming to Alabama. Because at that time, the Lord pulled us to Alabama. Without a job, no money, no car. I mean, like, literally, we just everything just dropped it, and we left to follow the Lord. You see, we, there was an outward call. There was an inward call. And we responded. You see, the forward call is the, is the obeying part of it. So we're in the truck on the way and said, yeah, you know, they called us. See, we heard you guys are moving to Alabama. We want to connect with you when you guys get here. It's a really big ministry known by millions of people all over the world. I'm going to fast forward. Then we get asked to be a part of a, an event that's happening in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So I said, okay, we're going to go to Chattanooga, Tennessee. It was New Year's Eve. We were live on the radio for uh, uh, the largest wattage radio station in all of the Tennessee Valley. We were live on Meteor Bible Television. We were live on God TV there. And I'm in this room, and the guest speaker was Reinhard Bonnke. But prior to that, six months, maybe, maybe almost a year prior to that, my, my wife came and she had an encounter with the Lord. I love when that happens. And in this encounter with the Lord, she says, we're in a big room. And Reinhard Bonnke was there. I said, Really? Because, you know, we get words and we have these encounters. I'm like, wow, okay. And then she says, yeah, we were in this room and he had a baton. And he was giving us a baton. And at the time I said, that will have to be God. That would have to be God. Because I never thought, I never saw myself anywhere at that caliber or, or, or connections or networked or anything. I never thought or saw ourselves like that. So here we are now one year later. One year later. New Year's Eve from the, from the time that me and my wife sat there watching it on God TV. Now here we are. It's on God TV, and we're a part of it. Not only are we a part of it, but we're, we're broadcasting live to 1.6 million listeners all over the world. 189 countries watching what we're doing through media about television. And then Reinhard Bonnke comes up. And then you guys... I can't even explain how I felt. And again, it has nothing to do with the guy. It had to do with the, with the divine appointment of the go and answering the call. 
the inward call, the outward call, the forward call, obeying, allowing the Lord to do what he wanted to do with us. Because if we would have said no, we wouldn't have been able to be in that place to see the fulfillment of what God had planned that would bring us here to Ohio. Because what happened in that building that night catapulted us into this season that we're in now. And I, I'm there in this building, and I have my interns, and I have our, you know, our family, and Reinhard Bonke comes up, and he's ministering, and I'm just in, like, I can't believe I'm here. Like, oh, my God. This is, this is God. I'm like, God, I'm just in awe. <laughs> and then he, he, he starts speaking, and then he says this. He says, the Lord told me, that's my, my, my interpretation, the voice. How did I do? <laughs> he says, the Lord told me there were going to be some of you in here that I'm supposed to give this to. It's a baton. My wife had the encounter that we were going to go and we were going to be in a room and there was going to be a baton that was going to be passed to us by Reinhard Bonnke. It has nothing to do with who it is or what it is. It's the divine appointment that God sets up because ultimately it's the Lord releasing the baton. He said that I'm supposed to release this baton too. And by this time, I'm, I'm looking at my wife. I'm, I'm in awe. And I'm weeping and I'm crying and I'm, I'm just, I'm so undone. And then he says, do you want it? And everything inside of me, everything inside of me, jumped like it was a prophetic act and I knew it I, I knew it wasn't I mean it didn't matter what I did but I'm a big guy I'm jumping I'm grabbing with every toe every finger I'm trying to get this this baton that was was given to us that the Lord told us about as long as we answered the forward call if we obeyed and I'm there, I'm like, yes, God, I want it, God, I want it. And I'm crying out to the Lord. And I'm like, yes. And I jump. And when I go like this in the spirit, I'm jumping, I'm doing. And listen, we're live. 5,000 people in the room. 1.6 million listeners and watchers. And then all of a sudden, I hit the ground. I don't know what happened with the cameras. I don't know what we went dead air, and I didn't care. I know that I'm laying, and this is the, this is the, this is one of the few times that I can say a tangible, a tangible presence and encounter with the Lord 
that I have ever experienced in my life. I'm sitting on the, I'm laying on the floor in like a fetal position and I'm holding my stomach and my body is travailing. Oh! And, and I, I can't, okay, if I can explain this to you, everything inside of me was crying out. This was a real encounter with the Lord. Not like I saw the Lord. and No, I mean, those happened too. This was like, like I had to hide my face. And I was on the floor. And in my mind, my natural mind, I'm, I'm, I'm processing what's happening in the spirit. And my mind's thinking, what are you doing? Like I can hear myself thinking. And my body is like, Oh, and only the words, only words you could come out of my mouth was, Oh my God, oh my God, your presence, your presence, your presence. That's all I could say. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, you need to get up, man. You're live on TV. People are around you. What are you doing? But my body couldn't. Every every muscle and fiber in my body responded to the king. Everything, every tissue responded to the Lord. And that was the moment because That was the moment things changed for me. And I was never the same. I had never gone anywhere. But since that encounter with the Lord... The Lord has allowed me to step foot on Switzerland, London, Lifusana, Russia, Germany, India. He's allowed me to my feet to touch the ground. And I believe that's because of the call. Many of us in this room are called, but few were chosen. And see, there's a difference between being called and being sent and being chosen. I feel like to this morning, the Lord wants us to choose to be the chosen ones. To answer the call, Can we stand this morning? Jesus. I'm going to share the upward call. The upward call is the final call. And that is Jesus is coming back 
for her spotless bride. The final call is that the first three calls were the preparation for the final. 2 Timothy 4.8 says, And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day of his return. And the prize, it's not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Maybe you found yourself in this past season just kind of riding the fence. The Lord's wooing you this morning. He's wooing you to step into to that place of your go. To be the voice for a generation. To be a voice in your marketplace, your jobs, your work. Have we embraced our calls? Do you choose to be chosen this morning? The inward and the outward? Father, this morning, God, If this is for you this morning, I don't, I don't need you to come up. I just, I just need you to just begin to pray. Because something happened this morning. There was a shift that took place. This is the moment that things changed. That was a prophetic word for every one of us in this room. Something shifted this morning. Something is about to change. It's not going to look like it looked like yesterday. There's a renewing and a newing and a refreshing that God's doing. Will you answer the call this morning? Will you say, God, I'll go. Father, this morning, God, we choose to be chosen, God. Even as we all stand right now, Lord, we choose to be chosen, Lord. We answer the call this morning, Lord. Take us higher, take us deeper. We won't be fearful of what comes next, God. We won't, we won't, we won't ponder and we won't 
way to look at things that we don't understand, God, but we just say, Lord, we trust you, Lord. We trust you this season with everything, God. We trust you, Lord, with our finances, God, with our family, Lord, with our ministry, with our children. We trust you. We trust you. Father, I answer the call. I'll say yes. And if that's you, just say it to the Lord. I say yes today, God. I say yes, Lord.